guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and today I want to talk about anxiety and overwhelm and what is actually anxiety and what is actually hypervigilance. Because hypervigilance can easily come into our lives when we have been going through a rough time in our life, when things fall apart, you know, when our life just gets flipped upside down and we, you know, lose things, things don't go as according to plan. Just like my life has been kind of the last year or so, losing a lot of things in my life has felt, um, it's just given me a lot of these energies of hopelessness. So when you get deep in the hopelessness, transforming that hopelessness into faith is really challenging. It's definitely a process. And, you know, when you go through a really challenging time of your life, it's really hard to see or understand how things are going to get better because we can't see the future. So we're basing our life trajectory on what has happened. And what has happened is usually some kind of uh, negative experience or some kind of loss or we're grieving something or something didn't work out in the way that we had hoped. And having faith that things will align back into the way that you are hoping so that you can manifest your goals, so that you can move towards your goals and towards a life that feels more fulfilling Having faith that things are going to start working out for you, how do you get there? How do you get to that mental space where you can say, okay, everything that's going on is temporary. Things are going to work out. I don't know how they're going to work out. I don't know when. And I don't know the series of events that are going to bring me to that alignment so that my path is fixed but I'm going to do everything that I can in the meantime in my daily life. So that's when, you know, rituals and breathing and movement and connecting to joy, connecting to pleasure, connecting to any little drops of excitement, anything that will help you start rebuilding that muscle, the muscle in your brain that can receive goodness the muscle in your mind that can start to see things in a more positive way. If we don't work out that muscle, just like we work out at the gym, if we don't you know, work out these muscle memory mentality, you know, like we have mentalities and minds, mindsets that are within our mind and within our being, that get locked away sometimes, and we forget what it feels like to be happy. We forget what it feels like to experience joy. We forget what it even feels like to get excited or to connect to pleasure or creativity or inspiration. We forget what it feels like to hang out with friends or people who make us feel good about who we are. So... It definitely takes time to get back into that, but in order for us to get out of the cycles of depression and anxiety and feeling stuck, 
we have to look at it as going to the gym for our mindset. If we want to be happy, if we want to have faith, if we want to get out of the hopelessness, the dark, sticky energy that nothing is ever going to be different than this, I'm stuck, life is going to be like this forever, nothing is ever going to work out, I'm just going to be like this forever. I mean, that is a really, really dark place to be. And in order for us to get out of that quicksand, out of the trenches of that dark energy, we have to be willing to go to the mindset gym, you know? We have to be willing to start working out that muscle that can experience glimpses of joy, glimpses of just little doses of pleasure. And I talked about this in my most recent episode. So if, you know, I'm not going to repeat everything that I said, but figuring out those little things that will just bring you a little drop of joy and excitement and pleasure, because these are things that our body needs and our mind needs. It reminds us that there is something else available. There is other energy available to us. But in order for us to be receptive to that energy, we have to shake things up and we have to start being receptive to accepting love, accepting connection, accepting self-care, and really diving into that self-care and doing things that are going to strictly bring us pleasure and It's not selfish. We need pleasure in order to feel alive. So today I was hanging out with a friend that I haven't seen in a really long time. And it totally made me realize how deprived I've been of, you know, when when you go so long without spending time with real friends, who know who you are and they make you feel very at peace with who you are when you're around them. When you hang out with somebody who just being with them, you feel happy with who you are. Now, that's not going to be the case with everyone you hang out with. And for me, I've been realizing that I don't have really anyone like that in my life right now. I have a lot of social anxiety. I have a lot of, um, let's say, neurodivergent issues that are related to sensory issues that definitely take a toll on me when it comes to socialization and just socializing in general. Even, even if it's with family that I, you know, that I love and care for, I'm a very, very sensitive person. I'm an empath and. It's, you know, for me, uh, I get my energy and I feel the most comfortable and at ease when I'm alone. Um, When I go to yoga classes and I'm around other people, that makes me feel good. And I feel really amazing in those social situations because I'm not forced to sit down and have a conversation with anybody. I'm not connecting in that kind of way. I'm connecting in an energy kind of way. And so for me, um, hanging out with people who really know me is important. And uh, recently I had to set a boundary with 
someone in my life who has not been there for me, who ghosted me a lot, who would just not respond to text messages for weeks or months at a time. And so I I stood up for myself and I expressed this boundary and that me I felt like we were falling apart we were not falling apart. We were growing apart and um and then that was fine and I just needed to let them know what was going on and you know I I at this point in my life I need friends who aren't going to ghost me for three months at a time, four weeks at a time. You know, I know that people are busy, but if somebody who is a friend to you texts you that something very important, you know, something is going on in their life, and if if the other person doesn't respond for a month and a half, that is the information needed to know that 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 friendship isn't a priority for that person. So that's pretty much what I said. I said, you know, I am at the point in my life where I need friends who aren't going to ghost me and, you know, maybe you don't see me as a close enough friend and that's fine and I just needed to let you know where I was at. And their response was really um, unsettling. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. They pretty much laughed it off and... Uh, just it was a really immature way of responding to a very vulnerable and truthful and honest way for that that I was expressing myself and my boundaries. So again, that gave me all the information I needed. And friendships and ending friendships or dissolving friendships is not easy. But if there's someone in your life who just doesn't feel like a real friend, then there's really no um, there's no point in continuing a connection if it's going to make you feel depleted. So today I was hanging out with my friend from college. I've known her for over 10 years and it was just so easy and so effortless and it's like I had forgotten what that felt like. So I was kind of working out this mindset muscle all day today when I was hanging out with her of, oh, this is what it feels like to be comfortable and hanging out with a friend that you don't have to, like, think about what you're doing and what you're saying, like, you know, every every little detail that you're saying or doing, like, you're safe with them, you, you know who you are with them, you feel confident with them, you laugh with them, uh, you know, doesn't feel like a heavy energy with them, you're allowed to be vulnerable with them. You can speak um, even, you know, the dark things that you've been going through. You can talk about it with them and and they're not going to, you know, feel like, oh, now the day is ruined because you're talking about things that you're going through that are challenging. This is really important. Um, getting older isn't it doesn't get easier. Like life doesn't get necessarily easier. I think as we get older, we are better at dealing with life. But challenging things come into our lives as we get older. We we deal with, you know, relationships and drama and sickness and physical health stuff, mental health stuff, family stuff. And if you don't have friends in your life who make you feel comfortable enough to share about that, 
then that is a clear-cut sign that that person is not meant to be in your life. So it is completely normal and healthy for people to grow apart and to dissolve friendships in a healthy way. Um, so building that, that mindset muscle. I want to talk more about these, these beliefs that we get, you know, Today has been a really interesting day for me because my the, the last several months I felt like my life was just never going to come together. I felt like I was never going to feel better. I was never going to you know get out of that dark dark depression that I was feeling when I was living at my mom's, being around her and my stepdad just sucked the life out of me. Um you know, living with family is triggering. So coming out to LA has given me the opportunity to just get that mental clarity that I needed. And today has been a day where things start to feel like they're coming together, right? So it really is kind of scary when things start going well, right? Especially if you are so used to things not going according to plan or you're you're so used to all these crazy things happening and dramatic things happening you you get used to it you get used to the fear and the hypervigilance and the fight or flight mode and the survival mode that you live in when you're just constantly in that state of fear and then when things keep going wrong or things just aren't aren't going the way that you had hoped, you get so comfortable within that shittiness that you forget what it feels like for things to start going smoothly. And today, a few things clicked into place for me. And, you know, I've been waiting patiently for things to start kind of aligning and when they all start to start aligning together, sometimes it happens all at once. It can feel overwhelming. Um, and I started to get really overwhelmed today because I was like, oh my God, like things are going, like uh, my manifesting is kind of working and things are starting to feel a little bit better and feel a little bit more clear. And maybe, maybe things aren't going to be this shitty forever. And, um, that that overwhelmed feeling is actually very similar to anxiety and hypervigilance. So hypervigilance is another word for anxiety. It's when's the other shoe going to drop? It's, you know, this energy of how long will this last? Or, you know, when is something bad going to happen? Because this I'm not used to this. I'm not used to things going going all right, you know? It's like, well, something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong soon, and this isn't going to last forever, so don't get used to it. And that is hypervigilance, and that is not a good energy to live in. And when things finally start to go well, or in a way that we've hoped, our hypervigilance can really fuck things up quickly. And we just need to be aware of that energy and write what it happens. We need to make it our job and our top priority to transform that energy and go deep into the practices and the rituals that, you know, that will allow us to ground, to connect to our bodies, to breathe, 
and connect to that overall sense of ease. Because hypervigilance is a shaky feeling that something is going to go wrong. And that is catastrophizing, and that is hypervigilance, and that is black and white thinking, and that is what anxiety is rooted in. It's in these cognitive distortions, these beliefs that have shaped us. You know, this is why we go to therapy. This is why we go to therapy. We go to therapy so that somebody outside of ourselves can start telling us and showing us, hey, this is actually a belief that you have, and it's actually not true. Um, You're not seeing things clearly. This is actually a belief that you developed because of all these experiences that went wrong, and now you're basing your life and your, your future trajectory on those experiences that didn't go go right and left wounds on you and you're basing your entire life on those experiences that are in the past and when we get wrapped up in that energy that is a constant flow of hypervigilance and uh, fear of the unknown and and oh my god I can't trust this it's Hypervigilance is not being able to trust the universe, even when the universe brings you good things and things that you're journaling about and things that you're manifesting and things that you're hoping for. When those things start to come into your life, your self-limiting beliefs and the hypervigilance, it will keep you from being able to experience those things in a healthy way. And it will keep you from trusting the universe that this is safe to trust and you don't need to be, you know, chained to this fear and hypervigilance. So uh, real quick, before I get deeper into this episode, I want to talk to you guys about my sponsor for this podcast, BetterHelp. You guys know how much I love therapy. I have been in therapy for several years, but I've been using BetterHelp for about three years. And I love my therapist. She's amazing. Uh, So I'm very happy that BetterHelp has, you know, sponsored this podcast. And out of all of my sponsors, I gotta be real, BetterHelp is my favorite because I actually use them every day, every week. Um, I have a great relationship with just the experience and you know my therapist has helped me through so much the last couple years and BetterHelp is very very easy you don't have to do it um you don't have to do it you know you don't have to go to a a freaking office you don't have to take a drive you don't have to take an uber or a lyft you can just do it from the privacy of your own home or wherever you're traveling you can do it video you can do um just an audio call if you're not comfortable doing video, or you can do the messaging. And you can also message your therapist whenever you need to. There's also a journal feature, which I love, because journaling and typing all of that stuff out of your head is so helpful. Um, So join over 2 million people who are using BetterHelp. That is crazy, 2 million people. Um, It has helped me so much. Just having someone on your side and... Having that outside perspective who is not going to judge you, um, they're not going to hold anything over your head, they don't know um, any, anything, 
any secrets that you tell them, they're not going to ever hold that against you. And that's what I love about my therapist. I could tell her the worst things I've ever done and she's not going to to judge me. Um, she's been very helpful with everything that I've gone through with, you know, the relationship with my mom and healing and, and everything like that. And she does EMDR. So you can find a therapist who matches your personal needs, whether it's addiction, uh, substance abuse, trauma, eating disorders, relationship issues, you can find the perfect therapist and you can change the therapist as many times as you need at no charge and it's super easy to, to navigate the app. So all you're going to do is go to betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount and that will get you a nice discount on your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe for a 10% off discount your first month of online counseling. And I hope you do it because we all we all really need support. And if you haven't tried therapy yet, this is going to help you so much. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. So what do you do? What do you do when you get trapped in that in that like cobweb of hypervigilance? What do you do? And how do you get through it? Um, for me, what helps me is really like getting granular with what I'm doing, maybe going for a walk, um, journaling, getting the mind clear in some way, taking deep breaths. Because for me, when I'm feeling this hypervigilance, it is a really physical, somatic feeling. Um, Anxiety is a very physical experience and it's directly linked to physical senses. So where do you feel the anxiety or the hypervigilance? For me, I feel it um, in my chest and my stomach and it's almost like I'm at the top of a roller coaster and my stomach is about to drop that sensation of, oh my God. Um, or it's this like fluttery, fuzzy feeling in my chest and it kind of feels like I can't take, I can't take a breath deep enough because I feel like I'm, I'm short-winded. I'm, I'm not out of breath, but I, I can't take a deep breath. So when that happens, I have to physically put myself in a space that I can start breathing deep. Um, So in order for me to change and shift that energy of hypervigilance and anxiety and panic or distrust, you know, not trusting the universe, um, the only way for me to do that is to connect to my physical body, take deep breaths. Sometimes that means putting my legs up the wall. Sometimes that means laying down and closing my eyes and breathing. Um, Sometimes that means stretching and breathing. Sometimes the only thing available is walking because if you're out in public, you can't really go lay down and put your legs up the wall and breathe. So whatever is going to help you get out of that panic, get out of that fear, get out of that hypervigilance, usually you really need to connect to your body and your breath. And just taking some deep breaths. You can do that anywhere. You can do it in public. 
You can do it while you're in line at the grocery store. You can do it while you're in your car. I mean, you gotta you gotta really focus and connect to your body because when our bodies don't feel safe, that reflects to our mind and vice versa. When our mind starts to, you know, play all these self-limiting beliefs and these stories, then that reflects back to our body. So the, the body and the mind are constantly communicating together. And sometimes we need to shut down the mind and connect to the body and say, hold up, no, this thought is affecting my body. And then there's other times where we aren't paying attention to our body enough and we have to kind of like detach from our from the physical and put more energy into the mental. So I don't know if that makes sense, but hopefully that kind of came together in a way that was easy to understand. This is a just a, you know, a shorter episode, just I wanted to get on here and share, you know, just this hypervigilance day that I've been experiencing and how unsettling it can feel when you know things start to go things start to go good and you you don't want to trust it because you don't want to get your hopes up you don't want to get too excited you don't want to get you know too hopeful but that is not a way to live we want to live in an, in an energy and a frequency of trusting the universe trusting that people, places, and things, and energies are working for us, not against us. Bad things are going to happen. Life is going to have bad things happen, of course. But we don't need to live in that energy where we think life is just all bad. And whenever something good happens, we can't trust it. We need to start shifting that energy and we need to start allowing ourselves to feel pleasure, feel joy, feel faith, feel hope, and really start to dissolve that hopelessness and that that anxiety and understand that each week is going to come with highs and lows. Each month is going to have a series of unfortunate events and a set of synchronicities that help us feel like we're aligned and help us feel like we're getting back on track. And it's not about keeping tally. It's not about, oh my God, so okay, one good thing happened. That means one bad thing is going to happen. Oh no, when's it going to happen? That's, it doesn't work like that. We just have to be receptive to receive the good. And we have to be able and willing to release the bad and be able to deal with the unfortunate things that happen in our lives and know And just know, we have to just know and have that faith and that hope that things will get better, this is temporary, nothing is permanent, and that energies are always shifting and good things are coming. We have to connect to that energy. Good things are coming. And be clear with your intentions and write them down and be straightforward with your boundaries and your your desires and know that you know each day each week each month there's going to be highs there's going to be lows and there's going to be pivotal moments that bring you to a path that feels in alignment and there's going to be you know there's going to be some stones in that road that are going to take you back a couple notches and that is the dance of life
So I hope this episode helped. If you have not rated my podcast, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. So that helps the podcast thrive. And if you haven't written a review, that really does help on Apple Podcasts as well. And if you want to reach out to me on Instagram, feel free. My Instagram is GabLoveFlow. I do, I'm doing some giveaways on my Instagram because it's, you know, my birthday month and holiday season. So if you want to go check out some nice giveaways with my, you know, favorite companies and brands and stuff like that, go check me out on Instagram. And I'm always sharing biohacking, you know, tools, things that are helping me heal my autoimmune issues, things that I'm learning um, about just like supplements and herbs and holistic medicine and cheap ways to, to feel better. So that's what I share over on my Instagram. All right. Thanks for listening and we will connect soon.